8 to 10 p.m. The Viewpoint with Ashraf Garda. The Viewpoint with Ashraf Garda. So on the air today, as we get into the first day of... Um, of the week, right, as we talk, the viewpoint is uh, our big hitter, Mzwanele Mani. He comes up in a few moments' time. Let me also tell you, after 9 o'clock, now we're not talking about the EFF manifesto specifically, but we are going to try and attempt to make comparisons in terms of what we know so far. Firstly, with the three major political parties, but it could well be others as well. And the broader, and, and the issue is not to get into the nuts and bolts of it, but essentially, do these manifestos work? Like, what are they? Are they, are they vision statements? And if they vision statements or mission statements uh, of political parties during election year, do they actually work? And how do they hold these people accountable to what they promise there? That comes up after nine. Looking forward to that discussion. But for now, for the first hour of the show, Mzonele Mani is with me. Is the I, I was going to ask you how do I how do I introduce you? So let's let me leave that to you. Good of you to come in. <laughs> so, so what's your what's your working title? Yeah, my working title. I'm an NEC member at ATM. Right. Who is heading up uh, strategy and and policy? Now, now, would you call it a full time job for you then? No, no, it's not. Uh, but I'm doing it almost full time uh, because I've got time in my hands. So I spend a lot of time doing a lot of ATM work, and we've been crisscrossing the country. This past weekend, I was in Umtata. Last week, I was in Limpopo. So we're really crisscrossing the country. So yeah, we're very busy. And I mean, and, and for you. Do I take it? I mean, you're going to tell me you're going to you're going to you're going to get enough seats to get into parliament as a new party, right? Uh, so, would you then envision yourself being an MP in a few weeks' time, in a few months' time? ATM is not uh, is not uh, playing to lose in this game. We're not in this game uh, taking chances. We're here uh, for the serious prize. We're here to govern this country. So, we're not here aiming for some five, ten percent. We're here to take the uh, uh, the majority votes in this country, and we're here as a, we're a government in waiting. So we 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 are very confident that uh, we'll make the numbers. Okay. So when yeah. you when you make those numbers, that means if I asked you now about other careers, I mean, you you know, you've yeah. been part of government communications. You then, in a short while, you you presented the show uh, well once a week on ANN uh, Seven. Yeah. You then were a media owner. So at the moment, would you say that all those things will fall on the back burner because in effect, if you are ready to govern, then you would see yourself in government, first in parliament and then in government. Well, look, uh, ATM is definitely going to be there. Uh, but in terms of the deployment into that, that is a decision of the ATM. And uh, that, part, that, 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 that bridge will cross when we get to it. But as things stand, we are very confident that ATM is going to be in parliament in a big way. And ATM is going to run the executive. But as to Mzonele Mani personally, uh, ATM must make that decision. But okay. I'll be guided by whatever the party decision fair, fair, is. Fair enough. Let, let's pick up on this. You say ATM's ready in, in, in a big way. Yeah. Ready for what, 2019 or... or 2019. Or, or, can I say 2050? Because somebody's <laughs> going to ask me to say that. <laughs> No, 20... <laughs> yeah, no, no. We are ready for 2019. We are here for this game. In fact, you know, ATM has been mushrooming uh, behind the scenes. Uh, people just woke up to it January this year, I think, most people. Uh, but it, it's been... It's been coming a long time it's coming it started around uh, i think june last year and then for some reason there was some blackout of sorts uh, where it was not uh, in the media space for whatever reason mm-hmm. but be that as it may today uh, atm is a household name everywhere you go there's uh, discussions because, about because ATM. of Mzwanile Mani. seriously no no, <laughs> no I mean, and, and i'm saying this in a, in a very respectful professional way your 
presence there. And of course, you know, some people love you and others despise you, but yeah, you know sure, that, right? Sure. But immediately your presence as part of, of the of ATM, the African Transformation Movement, gets people to say, okay, what, he's actually leaving the ANC. Who is he going to? Why? And, and, and you are a personality that people follow. So you've actually brought a following or certainly an awareness to the to ATM, if not a following to the ATM. Look, let's just say it's a God's plan. You know, God works his things in various ways. And it's God that decided this. It's not my creation and all of that. God decided that this is the right time for ATM to be known. And that time just coincided with me being at ATM uh, at that same time. Yeah, so, uh, I'm, and I'm not complaining. Uh, I think uh, the reception that ATM is getting nationally is just unbelievable. You know, there are some people that uh, had already given up voting. Some people that had just said politics suck and they don't want to have anything to do. But immediately they became aware that here is this party uh, mm-hmm. called ATM with very sound values based on peace, based on Ubuntu, based on servant leadership, based on transformation, based on accountability. Then people are saying, wow, you know, it's about time that we get to a party uh, that is, is, is led by serious people, not your typical career politicians that are forever making uh, uh, over-the-top promises and so on. So for us as ATM, we don't make promises that we know that are never going to be promises that can be kept. We are here as genuine people that want to serve this country. In fact, in ATM, we don't even call ourselves leaders. Uh, We call ourselves servants. We see ourselves as servants of the people who are here to serve the people. Uh, This is who we are. Okay, so so let's get to the one promise you're making. You're ready to govern. The, the, The servants are ready to govern. So seriously, how many, what percentage of the vote genuinely do you expect 2019 i mean you want 100% we all want that but but realistically what would you expect we we don't expect less than 60% oh in this year this year we do not expect less than 60% as atm we think we're going to get it you know do the numbers if you if you look at the numbers for instance look at the anc the anc has got about a million odd members uh, and and they've been getting give or take an additional 11 million voters who are not necessarily ANC members per se. Uh, and what I'm going to say, people always think I'm, I'm, I'm pulling mm. their leg. ATM, as things stand right now, has got a membership base bigger than the ANC, as things stand right now. How, how, uh, may, how many? Uh, it's well over a couple of millions uh, in terms of membership. And that's because it's what, church-based? Why, do I get that right? Y- yes, indeed, indeed, indeed. Uh, but that church is bigger than that number. I mean, if you look at the churches that are associated with uh, with ATM, if I were to use that, I'm going to give you a staggering number. So I'm not, I don't even want to go there uh, because if I look at individual churches, that is too big. The number I'm mentioning is a very conservative number when I'm saying more than a couple of millions. So, so you're, saying, uh, you're saying 60% in 2019, 2019 which 60. would actually make you the, the biggest, and I'm choosing my words carefully, the biggest debut party in South African history since the ANC, because they got 60 plus in their first election. Yeah. yeah. But, but I mean, it would be a staggering number. So so if you're wrong, where will you be, you know, whichever day the election is going to be the next day if you, if you get it wrong? Yeah, uh, No, I'll be around. I'll be, I'll, I'll be here to account for this. We are very clear. The, we are very definite. That is the number we're going to get. The, the, the number of people that we've been speaking to, the reception that we've been getting, it's just astounding. You know, if you look at just the base alone, we've got a huge base, and this base has got tentacles 
I mean, this this organization is attracting members from other churches, from society at large, from traditional leaders, from other faiths. It's not just Christian based. You know, mm. the fundamental difference between us and ACDP, for instance, is that ACDP is a narrow Christian based uh, arrangement. We are a very broad uh, arrangement. We are a broad faith based arrangement faith-based movement okay we have we have every board of christians with muslims we've got we've got buddhists we've got uh, traditionalists we've got you name them okay. we've got them and maybe that tells you why why the man is so confident it's a fascinating thought there so there you are Mzwanida Manye, a man who knows his numbers saying 60 percent on baby is is what the the atm the african transformation movement will get it's an incredible number because let's put that into perspective uh, the eff on debut, their first election, 6%. They're expecting, they're saying if they get anything to 12 to 15, they would be thrilled with all the people at the helm and the, and the high level of, of public awareness around them. They don't expect much more than that, which is interesting. The DA, 22, 24%, that's what they got right now. 0891-104207. My, my guest, my big hitter for the night, Imzwanele Mani. So he's what, head of legal, legal services, legal policy, right? Chief of policy. No, 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 no. Head of policy and strategy. Okay, head of policy and strategy at uh, at ATM. So strategy would be the election strategy, I would think as well. Uh, and you can engage with him. You can agree. You can argue with him. Absolutely, you can do that on air. The best way to do that is to call in 0891104207. As always, we can't take every call, so get in quickly. 0891104207. You do have the option to tweet us hashtag SFM Viewpoint. You can tag me Ashraf Garda, tag SFM Radio. You can also tag Mzwanele Mani in his own capacity will pick up his name on my timeline too as well as tag uh, ATM or the African Transformation Movement. So so let's get clarity on this here. Your confidence is so high because you are not doing what traditional parties do which is going to grassroots by starting branches for the first time. In fact, you have done a deal like the ANC has done a deal with COSATU and SACP in the past with, with these faith-based predominantly Christian because we're a predominantly Christian country, I understand that, right? Yeah. The, and, and you've already got them effectively signed up and committed to, to the organization and that's why you're so confident. We're very confident. You know, <clears throat> the, 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 the uh, ATM has been formed by a council called uh, Council for Messianic Churches. These are African independent churches. These are churches that are generally huge in their numbers, uh, these churches. Yeah, so indeed we've got uh, a, a very strong base. Uh, and, 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 and by the way, when other people go to rallies, uh, maybe once in a month and struggle, we are every Sunday we have a rally in church uh, because all the, the churches that uh, uh, are, are supportive of ATM understand that this is a God's will. Uh, to be able to have this kind of a party. This party is not just some party because it's angry about anything. This is a party that has seen that uh, in this country there is no peace, there is no tranquility, uh, there is no respect. People throw chairs at each other. Mm -hmm. Young people speak as they like to others. There's absolutely no respect for rule of law, no respect for uh, for parents, you know, uh, People, it's just absolute chaos. Okay, in so you country. want to do something different. Yeah. What happens then? So, so <clears> give, <throat> give us an insider information as to how this deal was made between the political party, call a movement, and and the churches uh, or religious organisations. I mean, one thing is agreeing with policy, but yeah. the other is actually getting them to tie in to a commitment in the same way that the ANC, part of which you've been a part of, has been part of this tripartite alliance. No, look, I think calling it a deal is putting it crudely, uh, perhaps not even correct. ATM 
is actually a result of a prophecy. How it came about uh, is that long before even uh, all of this thing, this is, this is, uh, there was an apostle some, some years ago called Apostle Nluv, who wanted to ensure that there's peace in this country and said that uh, certain political organizations needed to unite in order to achieve peace. In fact, in his writings, in his diary, he had written uh, that there must be a party that must called African Transformation Congress. This is what he had said many years ago, and those writings got submerged and people sort of forgot about them. And then today, you have uh, a new uh, chief apostle uh, that uh, is around now, uh, that is running uh, the the Twelve Apostles uh, Church of Christ, uh, Apost- Chief Apostle Nongunga. Uh, he also had his his, his vision of uh, of uh, this kind of uh, a movement, and uh, he got people out to research things and all of that. He, in fact, already had thought that it must also be African Transformation Congress, and 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 believe it or not. When the researchers went out, they stumbled into these writings of this uh, professor, mm-hmm. of this apostle Lov, and then everything just gelled together. And it was a wonder that uh, the current uh, chief apostle, what he wanted to do, it turned out that it was actually a prophecy by an original, uh, okay. the founder of this church, uh, the founder, uh, and, and, and and so on. And and the, the, this thing just gelled. In fact, when they went to the IEC to register it as uh, as ATC. Then IEC I, I said, well, Congress is already taken. Find another uh, name. Then they put movement. That's how it became movement. So this is not some uh, Mickey Mouse deal, mm-hmm. some, some uh, expediency of sorts. But, but wouldn't that damage this, the prophecy? This is a prophecy. So, 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 so people in these churches and all that, when they follow, they ma- when they make ATM a, a real thing, it's because this is uh, God-inspired. Okay, just quick question. The fact that it's not the African Transformation Congress, but the African Transformation Movement because of the IEC, and I'm speaking about people who have faith, and people who have yeah. faith, they have faith in ways that others who don't don't yeah. understand. Yeah. Doesn't that damage the prophecy? Because the prophecy was for ATC. So there's already a default from the first day. No, no, no. I think all, all you know, you, you, you God things, you, you, must, you must check how God works. God respects what happens uh, by the rulers of the earth, and in fact, he he he, he enjoins all his uh, uh, people to respect the uh, rulers of the earth. This is why, even in the Bible, you have things about uh, give to Caesar what's due to Caesar, mm. Caesar somebody on earth, so to speak. So 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 earthly things like that, uh, religious faiths uh, respect those things. Uh, the respect governance and all that. So, so it's it's not a, it's not a, it's not an issue okay. uh, because it's just a, a technicality, just to make sure that it stands out. In fact, it's now as a movement, it's actually uh, standing out uh, even more. All right. What about your let's call it conversion to from the ANC into this movement of religious calling, really speaking, right, to serve your country? Yeah. When did this happen? Well, well, for me, um, to, to, to be quite honest, I never thought I'd be where I am now. Uh, but I think my biggest transformation for me happened in 2018. Uh, in 2018, when uh, certain things that needed to have happened through the ANC were just not happening, uh, like implementation of resolutions and so on. That was actually uh, some of the things uh, that have happened. You know, I don't want to dwell too much on this, but at a very high level, 
we had a situation where generally in the country there hasn't been a hell of a lot of transformation uh, happening. There's been mm. a slow pace of transformation up until uh, the, Congre- the Congress of the ANC in, the, in Nasrek, where radical economic transformation decisions were taken. Then we thought, okay, right, now we're going to do this thing. Uh, then come 2018, we're all hyped up to say, now we're going to see implementation. But instead, you know, for the first time in the history of the ANC, you then find not only the traditional slowness in implementation of the, of the resolutions, but in fact the reversal of these resolutions. Then in fact... You get NEC members that are talking against the resolution. This was the first. And, in my, and that basically got you to that think. Got, then, 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 then I said to myself, if the highest decision-making structure of the ANC is not going to have a final say on what is happening, if we, we have always grown up understanding the ANC to be the leader of society. Now, if the leader of society has spoken, but this is what is happening, I've understood that ANC is the center. Now, if the center is going to speak and other things happen, and so it means, therefore, the center is no longer holding. It means the hegemony of the ANC is no longer there. So I came to a conclusion that, indeed, the ANC is tired, the ANC is fatigued, the ANC has run its mile. And, indeed, after 100 years, you can expect this. So I think that, uh, once again, ANC must be thanked heartily for the good work that it has done to get us this far. But right now, we need new energy. We need younger people. We need an organization with a vision. We need an organization that hasn't got a uh, uh, Cordessa uh, packages. Okay. We need an organization that is ready to go. All right. And this and is ATM. And that's where you are, the ATM. The ANC has run its mile from a person who, for years and years, uh, if not the mouthpiece of the ANC, but certainly from government communications, was very much part of the, of the ANC machinery. Mzwanile Manyi, I'll get to calls uh, in a moment. So KK in Trantla and the others will take it right away. 891 There's also a, a range of SMSs to 40938. 40938 tweets. You can tweet right away. Hashtag viewpoint and then tag me. Ashraf Garda, tag him Swani Lemanyi, tag SFM Radio and uh, ATM as well. The show is called The Viewpoint. I'd like to get yours. Get ready for the most high-octane, extreme adventure reality dating show on TV. I'm just a flirt. I'm trying not to be hurt again. I love to be loved. As 16 ordinary, single South Africans embark on an epic journey. She's afraid of water, afraid of heights, and afraid of commitment. How soon do I get married tomorrow? A journey to face their fears in grueling challenges. I came here to find love, and now love is really challenging me. Can't take losing, I need one all time. And ultimately, a journey to find love. How's it going to be like for your family to accept an interracial relationship? Guys, I'm falling. I was doomed from day one. Love is love. It comes in all forms, shapes, sizes. You epitomize everything that's gone in my life. Catch all the drama, adrenaline and romance in an all-new, all-South African format. The longest date starts 11 February at 7.30pm only on SABC3. The ever-rising cost of renting property in urban areas has forced many consumers to consider buying their own homes instead of paying rent. Tune in to Ilungelo Lako on Monday at midday. The show repeats every Thursday at 11 p.m. on SABC1. Call Ashraf now, 0891-104-207. that's what the African Transformation Movement uh, uh, are expecting to get in terms of percentage of the vote.
for 2019. I was going to say, mockingly, are you saying 60%, 60 votes in one ward? And no, I'm saying some may think like that, but the person in front of me is absolutely confident 60% of the entire country's votes will go to them. Now, you work out the maths there. Let's get some calls. Uh, KK, you're on the road. Let's get your thoughts. Hello. Thank you. I think uh, the ATN, uh, they've got uh, a good strategy uh, in terms of uh, not uh, pointing finger, fingers on the ANC, but to appreciate uh, the work that the, the ANC has done or uh, the, the past uh, many years. And uh, uh, I've got only a few questions uh, for them. Uh, number one is the issue of uh, uh, borders. Uh, what, what is it that the, the, the ATM has in plan in terms of the issue of the borders? Because uh, here in South Africa, we, uh, we are experiencing a very high uh, volume of uh, people who are coming from our neighboring countries. And uh, uh, people who are within the country, they, they've got problems in terms of jobs. Not necessarily that the jobs are not there. Mm-hmm. The jobs are there, but the jobs are being occupied by 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 our our our, our people in the, our neighboring countries. So, my question is that how are they going to secure to make sure that uh, whenever like they are going to come up uh, with a uh, job, uh, the jobs will, will will go directly okay. yeah. uh, to 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 the people. Okay, so border uh, and jobs, right? Yeah. Can I can I get him to respond? All right. Yes. Okay. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for the image. Go ahead. Thank yeah. you for that call. Uh, Saki will get to you in a minute as well. Okay. Firstly, our approach as ATM is that we are saying that uh, we would be a force that would be uh, ensuring that the various countries in the continent have got their con- economies strengthened so that their people don't have a reason to leave their countries. So that's the first thing that we're going to do, to work with those countries so that it's attractive to be in Ghana, it's attractive to be in Zimbabwe, it's attractive to be everywhere else. So that's of what, 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 what to be working on. And we think that with the mineral wealth that the entire continent is endowed with, this is not impossible. So we'll work with those countries so that they can reimagine their futures in their own countries. Yes, indeed, we need to make sure that everybody that is in South Africa is in South Africa legally. We are, not, we are going to have zero tolerance as ATM on people that are in the country illegally. That we don't want to tolerate. But people that are from other countries that are legally here in the country, no problem. But in terms of the economy of the country, uh, we are saying as ATM that we want a decolonized economy, both at a macro level and at a micro level. At a macro level, was saying the time has come for South Africa to own its uh, its stake in terms of uh, its space on the world table. We think we have what it takes. We have the mineral wealth to be able to even be uh, market makers, uh, not just uh, price takers, price price makers as opposed to price takers as things are. So we want to be want to be at that po- at that position at a macro level this thing of all these uh, western countries coming here and then just taking our minerals for two cents and selling them back to us at uh, 10 rand we're saying that that must stop we have to have a very serious beneficiation uh, uh, that will ensure that uh, when we sell our products we sell them at, uh, at, at the right price. So at ATM, we don't just talk about jobs. We talk about livelihoods. Our view is that we have to talk to, to talk to the concept of livelihoods, which talks to both jobs and entrepreneurship. Not everybody wants to be an employee. So we have to have a very deliberate and a firm approach 
uh, to ensure that those that want to be entrepreneurs have chances to do so. So that's our approach. And finally, we are saying that uh, in terms of the microeconomy, the spaza shops and all that, for us, we'll have bylaws that only the locals, it cannot be that uh, we have locals that cannot even run a barber shop, locals that cannot even run spaza shops. So all the, 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 the people that are not locals in the township will be saying to them they must go and compete in town. Uh, we're not chasing them out of the country. They must compete. They must go to the much more formal areas in town and, and, and ply their business there. But the townships, if... If our own mm. locals are not going to be able to start something small and grow uh, their hawkers and everything, hawking business and all these uh, small businesses, if they're not going to be able to do them in their own townships, where are they going to mm. do this thing? But, but isn't a better way to get them to, uh, and when, when we talk foreigners in particular, we're talking about uh, Bangladeshis, Somalians, Pakistanis, there could be others, okay? But I'm talking yeah. of... In, Foreigners who actually went to townships, yeah. whereas in the past, white foreigners certainly didn't do that. Okay? Yeah. Isn't, isn't the way, the solution, you know, once they get in the country, you can't actually block free flow. Isn't the solution to get them, when they open in townships, to partner with, with local ownership? I mean, that's been done, I think, in the Middle East, uh, uh, probably countries like Dubai, if I'm not mistaken, where you can be a South African there, but you there needs to be like a 51% uh, Emirati partner. Yeah, Why I'm asking that is, mm-hmm. don't they have unique skills of of entrepreneurship that we can learn from? But you learn if you partner with them. Look, we 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 can look into that as a as a secondary level, but at a primary level, there has to be a situation where the locals must feel they own this economy. I mean, if I can go to anywhere in the continent, trust me, I will not be able to open as puzzle shops in anywhere. Why is it that here in South Africa, our own people are crowded out? Uh, the high unemployment rate that you're talking about in this country, uh, we cannot cure it. Uh, because it doesn't matter what you do, even to sell oranges, to sell bananas, whatever. Uh, we don't own anything at, mm-hmm. at that basic level. This is unacceptable. Okay, that's, so so yeah. we have to claim that back. Okay, let's leave it at that. There's more callers I want to take. Uh, Tony from Kenton Park, go ahead. Hello. How are you? Good indeed. Right. Your thoughts? Go ahead. Listen, Jimmy, Jimmy, uh, I think uh, you have my vote. Um, Thank you. One. <clears throat> Tony... Somebody in the ANC, it was going viral, sort of, said there's no way in any country, whether in Europe, in Africa, where you will find our city centers, your Johannesburg, your Kempton Park, your, 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 your Benonis, all this town. 99% of people who live in town are foreigners and they're not paying electricity. It's very dangerous, Jimmy. To have that situation, surely our government must do something. Number two, there's nowhere in the country where you'll find 99% of people who work in the restaurant industry are foreigners. And you are talking about skills. The garages. Okay, but I'll I'll tell you what we want to do. I'm I'm going to interrupt you only this, Tony, because... I think let the ATM play out their policy. There's so much about Mzwanile Mani that is outside of the ATM in terms of he's been very much a supporter of the ANC. We need to tackle all those things, including the relationship with the Guptas and uh, and former President Zuma. And I don't want to leave that unsaid. Uh, otherwise, it'll just become about township business. And that's important. But there are other important issues I want to pick up on. OK, so thanks for that call, uh, uh, Tony. Thank you. Just just quick response to that. 
Yeah, no, most definitely. I think the, 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 the issue around criminality as well is all these undocumented foreigners. We, and I must not be understood incorrectly. We welcome everybody from the continent. But what we don't welcome is people that are here unlawfully. People that uh, when they come and they break your house, we can't even get to, to their fingerprints. People when they, they've hijacked your car, when they've done mm-hmm. uh, uh, bad things, yeah, there's just no way of getting Now, now you know the mayor of Joburg has been saying the same thing, Herman Mashaba. So you'd, you'd be in agreement with him on that. Yeah, well, we are in ATM. We don't have a, a, an ideological position of having to disagree with people even when they make sense. Uh, if the, if this is what he's saying, what I'm saying, then is making sense. Okay, let's yeah. get let's get further calls. Um, Mike, in a moment. Manla, go ahead. Hello. Hello, how are you, sir? Yeah, you're on the air. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm okay. Uh, I just want to comment. Uh, I just want to make a comment about Juan uh, Lemani and his uh, ATM. Hello. Yeah, yes, you can go ahead. For me, I think uh, this ATM is a cop, is a is, is, is a party, but manifesting itself in a form of a cop. You, you remember when cop was established? They also fronted with church. Yeah. They brought in Mr. Tandala to lead the, the party. Head of the mm. church in order for them to get votes from Christians. And you know, for me, really, I think that is not right. And in fact. When you read the Bible, the Bible says God will never ever forgive a person who call, who, 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 who calls his name in vain. And I'm just I just want to warn Mr. Mani that they must really stop you not know, using the church when things are bad on their side. Now they are just because they know that uh, they are not going to he is not going to be in uh, after this, uh, you know, this, uh, um, uh, what you call this uh, commission and all those things. Well, they, they committed fraud because they've been doing a lot of, 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 of things when they were in the NC. They were in the leadership of the NC. Well, I, I, want, I want to and pick up on that. Okay. Can you do this? I'm going to ask him about that just now, just about the ANC just now. All right. Can we do that? Mandla, thank you. Uh, just uh, pick up. You want yeah, to let, respond let, to that besides let, the yeah, ANC? We'll, yeah, we'll touch yeah, on the ANC separately. Yeah. Yeah. Firstly, I'm not Mzwandil. I'm Mzwanel. A fundamental difference right there. COPE is a breakaway from the ANC. These are angry comrades that decided that the ANC is not the same. They want a better ANC, the real ANC, da-da-da-da-da, all of that. That's what COPE is about. ATM is not that. We are not angry at as ATM. We are not a breakaway from the ANC. This is a fundamental difference. This is a party that was mushrooming on its own without interfering with the ANC Without, like, I mean, the first caller here was very clear that we're not here to point fingers at the ANC, what ANC is doing wrong or not doing right or whatever. No, we are here, we're saying we have a mission, we have a godly mission to bring peace on this earth, we have a godly mission uh, to ensure that there is tranquility in this country, there is real transformation in this country, we want to bring Ubuntu back into this country. This is what we want to do as ATM. It's got nothing to do okay. with uh, but, with ANC. But, but will you succeed? Most people would agree about the Ubuntu part, absolutely, without getting into the actual fundamentals of, of your manifesto. Mike uh, in Newlands, go ahead, hello. Yeah, yeah hello, uh, good evening, good evening to Jimmy Manier. Yeah, first thing, uh, first, I must say, I struggle to take any party seriously that has an acronym of automatic telemachine. <laughs> if I look at your background, um, really, it's a bit of a joke. And frankly, I was in the USA recently, and, and uh, it was a bit of a joke, even the newspapers over there. So I don't know why you chose that name. I'd love to know. Second thing is, best man for the job. 
Uh, you were called the worst racist in the Mulder for Wurt uh, by Trevor Manuel because you like to wanted all the coloured people to relocate. Uh, is your policy now going to change that you've seen the ill, uh, the ways of the ANC? For example, if you've got 10 black people and two coloured people applying for the job of bus driver, but the best bus driver is a coloured guy, are you going to rather ignore him and put the black guy in the driver's seat and then he kills all the passengers, or are you actually going to put in the best okay, man for the job? Okay, let's, get, let's get a response. Mike, race? thank you. And then fi- yeah, sorry, Mike. Oh, sorry, apologies, Mike, you, <clears throat> you're gone. Okay, respond uh, to, to the second part of it, the issue of, of uh, what's your thoughts and, and ATM's thoughts around racial, racial categorization with regard to jobs. Affirmative action yeah. obviously comes to mind. And you know you've yeah. made some comments about too many coloreds. Uh, I think it was in the Eastern Western Cape. It doesn't leave you, of course. right? Yeah, ahead, yeah. yeah. look, I, I think it's important that people must really just understand that we're here to talk about ATM, not Mzoyendemanyi. Yeah, I, I, but no, but but in fact, you're the big hitter. We're talking about yeah, you look, and what you believe. Yeah, look, we've got Mzoyele Mani, we've got the ATM. ATM has got its own ideology, which is based on humanism, yeah, which is based on the human race. We believe as ATM that there's only one race and that's the human race. We think we've got so much in common is, as human beings. We've got the red mm. blood, all of us. We have the same things. We do, we, we do everything just like the same with everybody else. But, so but let, for me, us, let me ask you this for, then for clarity, because it's yes, an important point, right? Yes. Whatever you believed before, we're all entitled to change. Okay? Yes. Is it accurate to say that since you, you've become closer to faith and faith is the, the reason why you're part of the, of the ATM uh, and, and, and the ATM's belief is that you know, we're one human race, that it's then therefore caused for you a dramatic paradigm shift in your thinking around race and you moved away from race-based or color-based ideology to the human race. Has yeah. that happened to you? Yeah, it has happened. I'm, I'm totally transformed. I now, I now no longer talk white, colored, Indian, whatever. I talk the human race. Uh, and for us, even the redress, uh, the, even the redress, when we redress as ATM, our redress is going to be based on disadvantage, regardless of color. And by default, that redress will, in, in all instances, be 90% black in any event. We don't even have to say this. Uh, but if you say disadvantaged people, it's going to be automatic. So it's actually pointless to be uh, splitting. Okay. How, how splitting do you feel hairs. about that when you've understood this revelation that actually can't just be about color? but it needs to be about human beings. How have you been able to manage to come to terms with that? Yeah, look, it's been a, it's, it's been a, 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 a transformation on my part because I've been trained. I've been generally onto this uh, uh, color thing. And by the way, uh, that, that characterization by Trevor Manuel was totally wrong. Trevor was wrong. Uh, totally wrong. In fact, I think it was how I became, and I don't want to dwell on it, but I really just think that uh, I just became a valve, an outlet for his own anger. Uh, maybe he was not making it in the top six of the ANC uh, because maybe he thought because he's colored and, and I was the event. I, really, I honestly think that was, that was the issue because the issue I was raising at the time was a DG of labor and I had a responsibility to ensure that there's a, 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 a equitability in the labor market. This was my job mm, to do mm. this. And I had a situation where in the Western Cape, whereas the law said we needed to have some equitable representation where colors nationally they were like uh, 10% is still are today about 10% nationally but in the western cape we're sitting at them at about 55% and by the way we're talking here at management levels we're not talking colors in general we're talking at management level and we're saying that uh, what 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 one what one was saying at that time was to say in order for companies in Limpopo, in Bumalanga, in Gauteng and everywhere else for them to make their targets which are required by the law 
impossible because there isn't enough colors in Gauteng. Okay. In Gauteng at the time, 2010, there were about 4.5% colors in, the, in, in Gauteng. In the Northwest, 0.7. In Limpopo, 1.2. Those kind of numbers. So, but, 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 but the law required them to be 10%. But they were sitting all in Cape Town. And by the way, a preceding statement to that, I had said that colored people must understand that they own the entire country, not just the Western Cape. So this was a statement to affirm the colors, as it were to say, spread at, at to the rest of the country in order to be first in line. Okay. So it was... Let's, let's, yeah. let's move on on that, accepting... Yeah. With hindsight now, so never mind what happened. I mean, you mentioned the, the Trevor Manual part and people had their own opinions on it. Yeah. Do, do you feel with hindsight that you, you, you came across incorrectly? Well, you were very specific about color. So you would never do that again now? As no. From the ATM, right? As from the ATM, well, I'm ATM now. In ATM, we don't talk color. We talk the human race. We are here to ensure that the needs of humanity are fulfilled. We ensure that to uplift humanity in general, uh, as it were. And uh, those that are disadvantaged, where we were here to uplift them, were to want to make sure that humanity, uh, the, the, the dignity of all humanity okay. is restored. Well, there you so are. So that's for, what we want to well, do. For those that, that certainly dismiss Imzoni uh, Lemani, uh, you know, we all make changes, give a man a chance. But the claim still is 60%, which I must tell you, let me just get Tapello to look at the, the SMSs. Many people are just dismissing that as absolutely outrageous. Quite honestly, it's never happened in South Africa. The, the polls don't suggest that at all. Uh, but there are some tweets, of course, from people who are supporting what was what has been said. Let me just pick out some of them, right? I can't go through all of them. Um, so Anela saying, as a Christian, I'd suggest that they first learn to be leaders and understand God's practical approach to solving the challenges of this beautiful world. I wish them well, but they have so much to learn before they run a country. And there's a, there's a couple of more. I'll try and get to that uh, just now. Okay, let me, let me get to that later on. Um, let me pick up some of the SMSs. No government is a good government. Um, tell your guests all the parties are devil-inspired. comes from May. The church and the state must remain separate. Uh, there's an, this man is as disillusional as he was when he pretended to by ANN is in ANN7, right? Uh, the last party who claimed to have God on their side was the, were the Nats uh, regarding apartheid. Uh, Mani is angry about Zuma's departure. Nothing else comes from uh, Sajini uh, from uh, Indenze, right? Um, Nathan, uh, never trust politicians. Try to listen to that lies from the studio with the ATM. They will get votes from the ANC. Please don't tell lies. You are a Christian. Mani is never serious. He likes jokes. He's just dreaming. Um, a big hitter. What? Who are the ATM? More detail uh, there. Okay, well, there you are. There's lots more. That, let me just pick out one or two more. Um, is this line only for the ANC, DA, EFF members? Because iPhone always says, this number does not exist. My goodness. Call in now. We will take your calls. I can assure you of that. There are many people on air here. In fact, it can't just be for the ANC, the DA, the EFF. We've got a person here who's left the ANC, and there's a good example that he's on air now, right? Uh, okay, let's leave it at that for now. I want to pick out a few things. You are... Before, before you do, yeah. ATM is not a church. ATM is a political party. You must make that difference. A lot of our members attend church. I'm also a member. My church is Bantu Church of Christ. Uh, very proud of being a member of the church. Uh, but ATM is not a church. It is a political party made of members from churches, from tradition, from everywhere else. Okay. So let's just draw that That's line. That's fair enough. So, yeah. Someone, I'm not sure whether it was Tito Mboweni or, or, or Imbazima Shaloa who said something uh, in one of the tweets with you and uh, about your role in the past. And 
you you said I was under a spell. I okay. owe South Africa an apology. Yeah. So what spell? Because this is really important. What spell were you under? Yeah. Look, I was under a spell where I I I. It was almost impossible for me to see anything wrong being done by the ANC, so to speak. Uh, it was automatic for me to jump into defense. I was almost wired like that. You say anything, I would be ready with a defense. doesn't matter what you say. I would always have a ready-made answer to defend that. Uh, and I think uh, in hindsight, that is not correct. Uh, one has to be objective. One has to be fair. One has got to respect the views of others. One has got to see uh, things from the point of view of those that are saying this thing is bad for me as opposed to uh, thinking you are clever and you keep rationalizing every okay. nonsense So you moved on from that. That spell has been broken. You're that fine. spell has been broken. But very importantly, you've said, and, and you've done it on Twitter, I owe South Africa an apology. Yes. What are you apologizing for? No, I'm, I'm, I'm apologizing for having defended things that maybe should not have been defended, uh, for, for having defended things that today when I look back, I see that this is actually more, this was mediocre. Uh, as it was, I should not have defended this uh, without being specific. But generally, there are a lot of things that people have been complaining about in the country. And I was forever ready uh, not to, uh, to find anything wrong with what was being well, done. Okay, take us into your confidence. What, what's the one thing you've defended that, that you now, you're so embarrassed? Because, I mean, you, you, you've moved on. You're, the spell is broken. What, what have you... Now, with reflection, you've been so embarrassed at defending. Look, I think. Tell us about it. You see, you see, you see for instance, let, let me give a, 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 an example. I think, I think, I sit here. I'm actually embarrassed when I look at the size of the RDP houses. To be quite honest with you, in fact, these houses are so small that I think they actually uh, should be blamed uh, for. They should be blamed. That whole strategy of RDP. Uh, tiny little houses should be blamed for the early sexuality of children. Uh, that you find that in a small little uh, uh, shack in the by way of Facebook called an RDP house, mm -hmm. that uh, there's divisions there. The walls are like curtains and all that. So children, teenagers are there. Parents are doing their business on this side. There's children here. So so the whole uh, social fabric of the society was broken. And, and you're embarrassed by, you um, defended um, that. I, I, well, I did not see anything wrong with a lot of houses. Well, I was sitting here giving the tally how many houses have been built. But is, are these houses that we were actually talking about or were these, uh, these RDP things uh, that are so small that, in fact, I'm arguing that uh, the, the sizes of those houses are responsible uh, for, the, for, the, for the social decay uh, okay. that we're having uh, as, as it were. But I was one of those that would be telling you how many houses we've built and all of this. Okay. We're making progress and all of that. When in fact, uh, we have to be very clear when you say what is a house? Uh, is what we are calling a house, uh, is it really a house? Uh, those things. Now that the spell is broken, I'm here saying let's go back and not be so uh, uh, quantitative. Uh, let's be qualitative. Okay, so Let you, people you, have decent homes, not okay. these little things that people are having. So you're coming clean, Mzwanile Manye, the now the uh, chief of policy. Have I got that right? Sorry, I've made, I've made a mistake in the writing here. Head of. Policy, head of policy and strategy. Head of policy and strategy. I've forgotten yeah. that. Head of policy and strategy at uh, ATM, which is the African Transformation uh, movement, movement. Right. There's a couple of voice notes. Let me, let me get them through. Hi, my name is General Tekiso from Kakiso. I want to say to Ubaba Mzwanele and the, the listeners 
we are 100% behind the ATM and we support the idea. It is long overdue in this country that it has been led by thugs who do not care about the human race, who do not care about the interest of our people. And we will support ATM whatever it takes. They can talk as they want, but we are 100% behind. Peace in our land, peace in our lifetime. Okay, got that. That's from an, an one other. I may take in one or two more callers. We're battling with time, so you know, maybe two maximum. Uh, if you come in short, oh eight nine one one zero four two zero seven. Oh eight nine one one zero four two zero seven. We'll get continue to talk about Mzwanile Mani and and President Zuma, former President Zuma. Right after this. Wanting to do business in the African energy sector and meet the who's who in energy? Register now to attend the Africa Energy Indaba Conference and Exhibition. Join African energy ministers, top energy experts, find out about the latest energy project deals and meet companies exhibiting. Don't miss out from 19 to 20 February at the Santin Convention Center. Register now at africaenergyindaba.com. At SAFM Radio and at Ashraf Gada on Twitter. It's a fascinating chat uh, speaking to a person now, once of the ANC, um, and but but now moved on to a different party. What, let, let's talk about let's talk about President Zuma, former President Zuma. Yeah, his and I don't want to go down the history. Let, you know, we don't have enough time for that. But you do accept that his past and his future is under a serious cloud, cloud enough for the ANC of your ANC to lean on him to resign, and then he finally did so just about a year ago almost to this week, right? I think it was before the State of the Nation address. You have come across by many people as one of his strongest supporters. Does the the move to the ATM suggest a break of your support with him? Well, it should suggest because he's in the other camp. Look, you you must remember, I've always been a disciplined ANC member. So President Zuma is the president of the ANC. As a member of the ANC, it was my duty and responsibility to defend the leadership of the organization. So President Zuma being the president of the ANC, it was my duty. Not to do that would be anarchist. Uh, as it was. So I do not apologize for supporting President Zuma as the president of the ANC. Whatever I have done in his support, I had a duty. Uh, the constitution of the ANC enjoins members of the ANC to, to defend the policies so, of the fair ANC enough. Okay. and all of that. Now so that whatever I've done on, was is fine. He, is he a good leader? Now, you're not part of the ANC any longer, but, but yeah. you, you know more than most people how he's led the country. I think, I think, I think uh, uh, um, if, if you look at the reception that President Zuma received in Moses Mabida, that should tell you that the man has got a, what is a leader? A leader is somebody that has got followers uh, in the first place. Uh, so you can't just call yourself a leader just because you're in a leadership position. Before you are a leader, you must have followers. He's got millions of supporters. So he's got that. Now, even if you're to look at his own track record, in terms of him uh, in, in these past nine years. Uh, in fact, I just saw some of these, uh, that, that articulation. is uh, done a lot of good things. He could have done better. No, no doubt about that. So but let me, there let are some milestones. If, if the good things is done, I'm going to suggest whatever good things is done, yes. it's his job to do so because he was the leader of our country. So that's not a favor to the country. That's correct. Okay. What has he done now with hindsight that was wrong? Because I'm saying the ANC... Ramaphosa yeah. and, and company are talking about the, the nine wasted years. The ANC themselves felt strong enough to, to actually lean on him to resign. So they felt, besides the others who wanted to take him to court, that 
this man has done wrong. Look, you know, I think this is the, something that South Africans must be educated about. There's no such a thing as a president, uh, this president, that. It's about the collective. This is the truth. Uh, you might, I'm not running away from the question. There's absolutely nothing that President Zuma does on his own, including signing laws, for instance, as an example. Before he signs a law, it would start off as a bill somewhere in cabinet, and all 34 ministers would be involved in this bill. This bill would be taken to public consultation, this bill would be taken to parliament, and 400 members will pronounce on it. Okay, fa- fa- Eventually, he signs. So it does that. So whatever has happened, he, he is just the face of a collective. Is he being made a scapegoat? Without a doubt. He is being made a scapegoat because he is the leader of the collective. Whatever decision that he would have signed off on would never have been... He's never, he's, there's, even if he wanted to be a dictator, the environment does not allow so, for dictatorship. So some of the things around his relationships with with business people and, and allegations of corruption, I'm just talking about him. We'll talk about others as well. Can we say that is also part of the collective? What relationship with... W- if he's had relationships with business people oh, no, that's, and there's been allegations of corruption... Uh, and corrupt relationships would that be him or would that be the ANC agreeing to do that and he was just the man in the front okay let's just get this right for a president of any country to relate to various business people there's nothing wrong with that even President Mandela had good relationships with a lot of business people so that is not even President Mbiki all of them they had relationships with business people and all of that now if people think that there is any corruption in that thing. We have to just, I mean, the difference between South Africa now and South Africa before is now we have rule of law. Now we've got objectivity. Now we have uh, uh, courts that must say you are guilty as opposed to in the past that uh, on the basis of you being black, they are therefore guilty and you must hang or whatever. Today we've got rule of law. Those that have got, you know, I mean, you know, uh, Ashraf, uh, I've watched the state of capture Mm. uh, thing. I was really, 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 really hoping that somebody's going to put some evidence on the table. And it's, it's a struggle. You appear there yourself. Yeah. It's a struggle. Uh, I mean, all the three key witnesses, to be quite honest with you, whether I'm Tebisi Jonas, Temba Masek, or Feiji Mento, uh, they went there. What did they put on the table? I mean, when 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 Jonas left there, I remember the judge said very well to him that okay, we look forward to hearing from you again. But when you come again next time, please bring uh, some, bring some ev- evidence. Yeah. So so let me so, ask you this: we so got this four minutes issue. to go. Okay, does does in your opinion then, and, and I accept it's an opinion, does the yeah. pr- former president has does he have anything to apologize for? Uh, look, I think you see, the answer is yes. You see, when you apologize, when you apologize, you apologize not not always because you've done something wrong. You apologize sometimes because you want to acknowledge the hurt of others. Very clearly, when you are a leader, uh, you are not going to be nice to. You are not going to be liked mm-hmm. by all those by everybody. Whatever decision you take is going to sit badly and going to sit well with others. So therefore. As a posture, uh, nothing wrong with apologizing and saying to all those that uh, uh, I did not uh, did not receive me well, I apologize. Absolutely nothing wrong with that. It's not an admission of guilt. It's just showing leadership and maturity. That, but but, uh, you but might what have... about when the public protector's rulings finds him that he's actually flouted uh, uh, clear instructions uh, that actually saw him break the constitution? I mean, isn't that a personal apology he needs to make? I think he did apologize. Yeah, and but I'm saying he did my, apologize. My point isn't that an example of poor leadership? What making a mistake? Where, is, where he had dismissed those instructions early on, it's like I don't no, even to no, you. no, 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 no. Let, let, let's get let's 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 let me, let me just refresh your memory. You must remember at the time 
there was a, a, the, there was no certainty on the on the powers of the public protector. In fact, the whole uh, what is this law profession? Um, they had a whole uh, legal. Um, there was a, the, the the law society. Right. Okay. Yeah, they had they had a colloquium. In that colloquium, even this other judge, Judge Jacob, was part of that colloquium. Mm. Uh, they had, I think, in 2015, part of the resolutions of, the, of that colloquium was that public protector is more like an ombudsman, so the powers are not binding. And then also there was another judge, Skippers, who, who had another case. Which, uh, in that case, he also ruled that the powers are not binding. So in the country at the time, the issues of the public protector's powers were, were, were it was, it was, it was a, okay. if and if, so whether, it, well, let me just yeah. conclude, yeah. it was not certain whether it's binding or not. So for President Zuma not to think they were binding, he was not alone. He was with legal eagles uh, that thought they were not binding. And then they turned out to be binding. It was too okay. late. So the advice, did, okay, so quickly, because we've got two minutes to go. So collectively, he could apologize in terms of as the leader of the nation. Is there anything specific in his apologize for? Like uh, one specific thing, your opinion. Uh, I, 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 I just think that uh, I just think that uh, South Africa should have been at a, a, a better transformation space than it is now. Uh, and I think that uh, uh, the issues like a triple PFA should have been behind us by now. Absolutely. And uh, with President Zuma not having done that, I don't know who's going to do this thing. He was my best man in terms of making sure that triple PFA is abolished because triple PFA continues to be a menace uh, to black business. Okay. So I really feel terrible. Right. And I tell you what, we, we leave the issue of land that. because there's lots more we need to talk about with all the parties. There's lots, lots of time before the election, right? Well, what about those that say Imzwanile Mani and his relationship with those Guptas? And they may even say something like those Gupta crooks and, and say yeah. that. How, how do you respond to that? I think, you know, uh, in terms of the association with Guptas, Mzwale Mani had the most above-board relationship with the Guptas. I bought the business uh, mm-hmm. from them. Uh, and people always misunderstand this. They say, where did you get the $450 million? Uh, the NFT explained, no, 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 this was vendor financing. In other words, no money exchanged hands. Uh, I was supposed to pay back based on the uh, surpluses that I would have made in the business. That's all that, uh, that there was in that deal. Before that, I used to be a talk show host mm-hmm. called Straight Talk. So, so for me, my relationship with the Guptas has always been above board. The challenge has been the other people. So the, the issue for me is that I think I get lumped in by those that keep denying uh, their association with the Guptas and later they get revealed. In my case... I have absolutely nothing to apologize for. It was a clear business transaction which was inspired by my wanting to save those 500-odd jobs. And I really want to, my heart still goes out to those people because I really thought we could save those jobs by removing the Guptas. Did you find you were misled over the the TV deal only? Yourself? In terms of buying the company to save the jobs and then quickly... I was not misled. I was undermined. I was not misled. I was was really just... uh, 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 The carpet was pulled under my feet. It was all shenanigans that were done. Multi-choice? Yes, by multi-choice. But I think they didn't do this without the permission of uh, uh, the powers that be elsewhere. Uh, Because, I mean, it was very clear uh, that, uh, you know, one of the things I've said in my statement is that even if anybody wanted to deal with him, but people should have spared a thought for those young people that 
were employed there. That was not even okay. a statement. There was not even a statement in support of those people that uh, were losing their jobs from the ANC. ANC never said one statement. Yeah. So, 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 so for me, I feel terrible that here is a leader of society. 500 odd jobs get lost. Not even a statement to sympathize with those people. I really felt bad. Okay, we're on to news, so we're going to have to wrap up. 30 seconds. Do the Guptas need to apologize to anything or for anything? Look, I've, I've always said that uh, people that uh, have got uh, a beef with the Guptas and all of that, there's the Zondo Commission uh, that they must go there and table their things. And, and I think Judge Zondo himself has been calling on people to go and do that. So one of the things for me, uh, um, Ashraf, that must just come clear again, Mzwane Lemanyi is not Guptaphobic. So when you say Gupta to me, I don't want to like hide under the table and all that. And also, having been a, a victim of apartheid, I know what it's like to be uh, just accused of something without the trouble okay. by the accuser gonna, to provide we're evidence. Leave it at that. We're on to news, I'm afraid. Yeah. Are they still your friends? No, no. They're not my friends. They're business associates. Okay. Let's leave it at that. Mzwanele Mangi now, uh, an important player in terms of chief of policy and strategy for the, the new political party, the African Transformation Movement or the ATM. Don't have time to tease him about the ATM, but maybe it's, it's, it's <laughs> maybe it's, that's <laughs> the greatest laugh in the world. And we all know that, right? Uh, but we will talk about them and their policies and things in the build up to the election itself. We'll talk about election manifestos in a moment. Just gone about two minutes past nine. Here's the news.